Well, good morning. You can be part of the show anytime. You can always call 925-WSJM. Email letstalk at wsjm.com. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Threads. Uh, we, uh, we haven't we haven't done that yet, have we? We may have to start that. I mean, yeah. because Threads is apparently catching on. It is. Quite it a is bit. for sure. Oh boy. <sighs> yeah, but, if you're Twitter, that's old news. Yeah, you think so? I think, you think so. they're done. I think I think they might. This might be it. Oh wow. Yeah, I mean, get, if you look at the numbers, so Mark Zuckerberg. Mm-hmm. With his meta empire, and uh, he's got he's now surpassed a hundred million signups with threads. Yeah, uh, let's see. So at the end of 2022, Twitter had 259 million daily active users, right? 259 million. So Twitter's been in existence for how many years? A, a number of years, uh, it's like 2005 They've or got something. 259 million daily active users. Threads launches. Over the weekend, they clock 100 million signups. Yeah, but... Wait, wait, wait. All One right. more number. At the end of 2022, Twitter had 259 million daily active mm-hmm. users. Instagram, at the end of 2022, had 1.4 billion daily active users. Mm. If all I have to do <laughs> is click a little checkbox on Instagram to say, yeah, I'll join threads as this Instagram profile, done, game over space race over (laughs) yeah but here's the thing it's too easy it's that it's basically the same app it like threads yeah instagram yeah facebook yeah all basically the same thing that they've now split into three things yep so it's pictures words different packaging yeah they've just repackaged all the things (laughs) it's like how some of the car companies had just said like hey we're we're gonna do we're gonna build the same exact car yeah and we're just going to slap a different label on it. True. Yeah. No, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. I mean, right. now it's, they've kind of started to do their own things with most models of yeah. different cars. And But there was a time with car companies, they were just like, oh, yeah, that's the, no, that's the, that's the Plymouth. No, yeah. that's the Chrysler. Oh, no, that's, you just swap out. You just yeah. have a guy that's swapping out labels and that's all they're doing. Common architecture is modularity. It's the way to make money. <sighs> yeah. 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 So. so now Zuckerberg has used that same concept principle and his competitive advantage is he's already got a built-in audience. Right. Boom. Well, and the, the easy, ease of use. So yeah. they just, oh, you want to join threads? Oh, just tap this little thing here and yeah. boom, download this app. Boom. Now you're done. <laughs> Although I did, I did post something I, I can't remember if I did it on threads or on Instagram last night you can't even remember now I can't even remember everywhere. because there are it's everywhere yeah. um but it was it was so easy it was like oh yeah this is just like Twitter oh yeah I didn't have to learn anything no learning curve it exactly like Twitter because the people that work <laughs> we used to work for Twitter are like oh yeah we can we can make that same but thing you mentioned automobiles and slapping different stickers on them still for my money if they had if, why did they stop making the 1969 Fastback Mustang? That car. If that, that was were, a great car. That was still being produced today. Yeah. Money. That's so true. Yeah. Yeah. My dad had the, uh, <sighs> didn't have the Fastback, but yeah. he had the 67 and the 68. Oh, beautiful cars. Had those, yeah. And then he, I think he had one and then he, he crashed it. Oh. And then he was like, ah, I'm going to get a new one. <laughs> so I'll just get the 68. <laughs> And go ahead with that. Beautiful, beautiful um, vehicles. Yeah. I didn't didn't get a Mustang for my birthday yesterday. No? No. Oh. no. Did so, you get a thread? I didn't even get a thread. Oh. You know, I did get a lot of wishes on, <laughs> on Facebook, so okay. thanks to all the people on my Facebook that, that did nice. that. 
Um, but yeah, then I um, I took two naps yesterday. <laughs> I took a, my mom showed up for a little bit, which cut into my nap time. Oh, okay. I thought you said you were going to say you took a nap when your mom got there. No, I was going to, but okay. then she, I was about to, ready about to take a nap. Yikes. Plinko was ready. He was like, all right, let's go, man. Let's do this. Uh, and then my mom showed up. My mom was like, hey, I'm going to be on my way. So she right. stopped by for a little bit. And I was like, all right, well, I got to get going. <laughs> so I got to take a nap before I go out to eat. Um, uh-huh. So, yeah, then we went to uh, Five Guys, got some cheeseburgers. Yum. And then, I don't know, I think I went from 35 to 66 instead of 35 to 36 <laughs> because I decided... What's a great activity? Yeah. Let's go mall walking. Oh, no. So we went, walked through the, because uh, we went down to the University Park Mall where the Five Guys is, and then we just okay. walked right into the mall, uh. cruised around, burned off some of those calories that I just consumed, and uh, it was good. Did you go in for the peanuts? The peanuts? At Five Guys? Do they have the, do they still have the big boxes of I peanuts? I didn't notice that. Okay. Yeah, no, I, I just saw the big bags of potatoes. Oh, okay. Maybe yeah. they took the peanuts out. They might have. Yikes. All the people with the peanut allergies, probably. Oh, that could be. They're probably like, nah, oh, I don't want to deal with that. that. It's been a while since I've had the Five Guys burger. Right, because you're not, <laughs> a, yeah, they don't have fish sandwiches there, so you can't, <laughs> or can't do they, that. Or if they do, they probably cook them in the hamburger grease oh, yeah. or something. Yeah. How's yeah. the mall doing down there? Pretty good. Yeah? I would say so. There were people yeah. in it and stuff? There were people, yeah. Okay. It was weird to walk through a mall and see people. <laughs> uh, no, there's quite a lot of people there uh, for a Monday afternoon afternoon. Okay. Uh, so that was nice. A lot of the decent amount of stores still open. There are Good. some that are closed, right. but they've got that whole bouncy thing down at the one end. Yeah. You know, I considered that, Did you? <laughs> but I thought, mm, I just ate a cheeseburger. Oh, that would have been great. This that would have been classic. Is, this is a bad, but the guy was just hanging out there by himself, waiting for somebody to show up to do the bouncy oh, thing. You should have done it. I that would have been a viral it. video for threads. Yeah. Just <laughs> puking all over the place. No. Definitely a bad idea. All right. But uh, all right. overall, good birthday. I did take a second nap. Okay. Now we're seeing on the radar what you were seeing. You were seeing long distance lightning. Way oh, is that up, what that was? Up north, yeah. Okay. And that's probably why it was red. That's why the red lightning? Yeah, because so much dust in between here and there. Oh. Maybe that's it. Yeah, well, it still looks like Holland is getting some uh, We'll have to talk to our meteorologist friends and see if they got any uh, got any details on that. Yeah. Tell us when it's going to cool down. Um, another thing uh, with the with the northern lights, you might be able to see those at some point uh, Thursday. They say, yeah, solar storm forecast yeah. for Thursday expected to give some sky gazers in as many as seventeen states. That's pretty awesome. A glimpse of the northern lights. Yeah, uh, let's see, northern lights. Also known as Aurora Borealis, uh, often most seen in Alaska, Canada, Scandinavia. It's an 11-year so- solar cycle that is expected to peak in 2024 that's making the lights visible this far south. Uh, let's see, it's a geophysical institute at the University of Alaska at Fairbanks. has forecast auroral activity on Thursday in these states. Alaska, Oregon, Washington, Idaho, Montana, Wyoming, North Dakota, South Dakota, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Michigan... Sounds like a Johnny Cash song. New York, New Hampshire, Vermont, Indiana, Maine, and Maryland. Yeah, so it's going to be it's a potential show. you got to get away from the city lights. Yep. It's got to be at night. <laughs> you can stay up that late. So I just need to go out into a field somewhere Yeah. that I won't see a lot of the lights, and I'll hopefully be able to see that. 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. on Thursday if there are no clouds. Oh, man. Yeah. That's, that's too late. View. 
10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Maybe you could get up early. I might have to take a nap. <laughs> I could get up early. Yeah, I could get up at like 2 o'clock. How did you take two naps yesterday? Well, here's the thing. I took the 20-minute, <laughs> it was a quick 20-minute nap before yeah. food. And then I sat down after the mall walk because it's exhausting. <laughs> I sat, I came home, sat did down in the chair. Crocs? Did you wear Crocs? I did not walk? wear Crocs because my, my new Crocs have not shown up yet. I got some new Crocs on the way. Okay. Um, but no, I, I just sat down in the chairs watching TVs, watching some sports ball stuff, and then uh, getting ready for the home run derby. And then I was like, you know yeah. what? Close my eyes for a second. <laughs> Fell asleep for another 20 minutes. That's so, great. I'm getting old, man. It's tough. It's tough. Yeah, that's good. Uh, one last thing yes. uh, before we move on. Uh, we got to watch out for uh, sewage being dumped in the, <laughs> the river. What happened with that? There's a line that broke somewhere? <sighs> yeah. I mean, if we're not looking up at the skies to see the magnetic uh, fields clashing, <laughs> we can look down into uh, the St. Joe River. Actually, this is thankfully, this is... Quite a, quite a distance from us. This is over by Three Rivers in okay. Con Constantine. Half a million gallons of untreated wastewater discharged into the St. Joe River. Because it, something sewer broke? Line. Yeah, sewer line broke. Mm. Uh, Monday, uh, yesterday, the officials of the Three Rivers Wastewater Treatment Plant notified uh, the folks that approximately half a million gallons of untreated wastewater was discharged into the St. Joe River. It started on Friday, the 7th, uh, at approximately 9.30 p.m. They didn't tell us when they discovered it and shut mm. it down. Mm -hmm. So the assumption is, is that it went on for a good portion of the weekend. Uh, the discharge was at the Broadway Street Bridge due to a, a force main break. Uh, and, and so in that area from Three Rivers down to Constantine, folks are uh, urged, encouraged not to get in the water. Okay. Is Don't that going to make water. its way down, well, down here? Well, it's got to go a long way. It's yeah. got to go all the way down into sure. Indiana and back up again. So I think the uh, the advisory runs out at Constantine. That's still a heck of a distance from yeah. us. So I'm going to say no, um, but we'll keep you informed if, if mm -hmm. any of that changes. I mean, 500,000 gallons, it, it, it is a lot, uh, but at the same time, it's a big river. So we have a sewage tracker somewhere that we can... <laughs> Figure out if it's going to make its way here. <laughs> we'll get a boat down on it. Oh man, yeah, that's don't, not don't good. eat the fish there. That is not good. Mm -hmm. uh, so hopefully, so they got everything fixed they, though. Apparently, they, they've got it shut off. Uh, okay. No word on if uh, how much repair they have to do on that. All right. Well, we'll keep you updated at wsjm.com with all these stories and more. You want to be a part of the show? Nine two five wsjm. Email. Let's talk at wsjm.com. A lot of things going on in the news this morning. Actually, uh, Fred's showing up in the news uh, yeah. a, a few times. We were talking about that with uh, Sir Spoonholtz about Fred being honored by the Boy Scouts, but also some other Fred Upton-related news. St. Joe City Commissioners have honored former Congressman Fred Upton at their meeting yesterday. Commissioner Michelle Binkley read a resolution expressing the commission's appreciation for Fred's efforts on behalf of the community. And uh, as congressman for 35 years, he did a lot of good mm -hmm. for the community and the region. Um, Michelle Binkley says Fred has been a moderate, wor uh, working up and down and sideways to get an answer that helps all people in the district. As a member of the Problem Solvers caucus. Fred's worked with other Michigan representatives to solve important issues for Michigan residents. So they gave kudos to former Congressman Fred Upton. Very nice. Very, that is very nice. You can see Fred's remarks on the story that we have at yeah. WSJM.com. We have video up for that. Should we um, Should we make a, an honor 
honorable thing for him? Yeah. Should we pro- proclaim something? We could proclaim a day. We could we could honor we could just honor him. Yeah, yeah. I feel like all these organizations are getting in on that. We Get should some, jump in on this. Yeah. Well, it gives you know the other lawmakers something to aspire to. Right. I think that would be nice. Well, and that, that's good. I mean, when when you see people calling you know these these people out like Fred Upton, I mean it's it's. It's definitely warranted because he's been doing some great work. Well, and he hasn't stopped. Right. <laughs> and he yeah. hasn't stopped. I mean, the, the national effort, no labels. He's very involved and active in that. Uh, in fact, that making the news the other day, people are still wondering, is no labels going to be able to field a presidential candidate? Mm-hmm. If you don't want Joe Biden and if you don't want Donald Trump at the head of the tickets, then maybe there's a different route. Fred Upton saying, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Like, we can do that. Let's take off the labels and see what we can get done. Absolutely. Go check that out at WSJM.com. Another big thing that happened uh, is uh, St. Joseph Public Schools mm-hmm. considering some early childhood center, and they uh, they got a place to do it. Yeah, they're, they're thinking hard about this one. This is in line with their 2021 strategic planning documents. Uh, in 2021, they put out the strategic plan mm-hmm. that identified early childhood education as a significant need and goal for the district guided by that plan and uh, its strategic planning efforts for the current year. The district has studied an enrollment program model, staffing facilities, and, th- and, and they said, well, we probably should have an early childhood program. So they're yeah. studying the feasibility. They already have a place picked out where, where they would put mm-hmm. it. Um, and so the Board of Education approved an agreement with United Federal Credit Union for an exclusive option to purchase next year uh, the former United Federal Credit Union headquarters located at 2807 South State Street here in St. Joe. Um, That's nice. Yeah, so so they've got an idea. They have a place. What would it do? Well, a dedicated early childhood facility would allow them to expand their before and after school programs, mm-hmm. more adequately prepare children to start their kindergarten curriculum, and provide quality preschool and child care for families. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, so that's and what And not too at. far from... Uh, their school district. No, so right downtown. Right down the road. Well, down already, the road. Yeah. Down the road a bit. Already uh, something that's uh, established and mm-hmm. people people know how to get there. That's also great. Nice big building. I mean, if it's a bank building, it's got to be safe, right? Yeah. Yeah. So a lot nice of rooms. For the kids. Yeah. A lot of things to do stuff. A lot of ac- room for activities. Yeah. Um, so that'll be cool. So they, they're thinking about they're it. They're thinking about it. They they're got a building. They, they just, they got to make the, make everything come and tie together. So they're studying funding scenarios, yeah. uh, that could include a voter approved bond in Makes 2024. Sense. Uh, as part of the effort, they're studying district-wide facilities to ensure a holistic master plan approach. So Ooh. over the, over the course of the rest of this summer and next fall and probably into the spring, the district district is going to engage in community forums, surveys, um, and try to let people know, here's what we're thinking. Give us your feedback. I like the holistic master plan. Holistic master plan. That uh, that sounds pretty <laughs> important. Uh, Sprinkle a little cinnamon on that and you got something Yeah, yeah. yeah, and then uh, maybe something will come together. But I, I, like you said, I think that's something that there's see a need for it. Yeah. Uh, I think it will be good for the district. Um, it's just now putting the two and two together. Yeah. They're, they're coming closer and closer to making it happen. Making all the steps. Uh, lots of other things going on in the news uh, this morning. Saw this uh, yesterday, uh, and we saw more and more of this popping up where there were these suspicious fires <sighs> happening in 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 and around areas of Benton Harbor and Benton Township. Yeah. Uh, and, and a lot of fire officials and public safety officials not really sure if they're connected, one, uh, and, and really who's causing it. It sounds like 
Sounds like people are using up their leftover fireworks, but doing it in not a safe way and in not places they should be. Yeah, you know, six days, six fire responses. Yeah. You start to wonder um, what exactly is happening here. And mm -hmm. so firefighters, um, most recently, they, they were able to respond to and limit damage to a vacant school in Benton Township on Sunday uh, Benton Township Fire Department, the Benton Harbor Department of Public Safety also responded to um, uh, some other fires in the mm -hmm. area. They say this is the sixth working structure fire that it oh responded to since the 4th of July. And the two departments are now saying, hmm, you know, we're responding to a lot of fire incidents yeah. um, happening in places where there shouldn't be a lot of foot traffic at this right. time. And right. so we're putting the call out for anyone with information about mm -hmm. these suspicious fires, they call them suspicious fires, to contact them. If you see something, say something was their message they put yeah. out yesterday. Um, they're getting tired of, of seeing these fires crop up. And they're getting tired, too, because they're they're short-staffed. Yes. they got a lot of openings for full-time people and uh, being responding to a lot of these fires that if people are doing things safely and not doing yeah. something stupid... They shouldn't be responding to because there shouldn't be those kind of fires. But it sounds like a lot of people just setting off some fireworks they shouldn't be setting off. Yeah. Uh, Let's hope it's all just a um, an interesting coincidence of accidents. Yeah. Um, if it's not, again, their bottom line, see something, say something. Absolutely. Let us know. Yeah. Definitely check out those stories and more WSJM.com. Uh, speaking of things that you should uh, know and understand and connecting the dots, uh, <laughs> something very interesting happening with uh, Aretha Franklin and yes. a, a suspicious uh, second will <laughs> is going, something's going on there. You call it suspicious. The uh, The courtroom is hearing a lot of different arguments right now. Two sons of the late singer Aretha Franklin gave opposing opinions yesterday mm -hmm. about the Queen of Souls' final wishes testifying in, yes, a very unusual trial that will determine whether a 2014 handwritten document found in between the cushions of a couch will lead to the disposition of her estate. Okay. Johnny is looking very perplexed so, at this point. <laughs> it, it is a, it's a legit document? Like everything's been notarized, somebody well, signed it and well, all that stuff? Well, here's what we know. Uh, we know that Aretha Franklin died in 2018. She yeah. was 76, year old, 76 years old. She had no formal typewritten will. Okay. Five years later, um, it's now in a Detroit courtroom after a niece of Aretha Franklin found different sets mm. of handwritten papers at her home. So okay. the issue for the jury is this 2014 document, does it count as a will under Michigan law? And if so, it could overcome a 2010 handwritten note that was also considered a will that was found in a locked cabinet. The older version, the 2010 version, was the one that was notarized and repeatedly signed by Franklin. The one in the couch happened in 2014. So usually when you do a huh. new will, that, you know, should supersede, you would think, right. the previous will. And uh, I think we're talking about about $4 million at stake here with her estate. Jeez. Yeah. And that's not, is that counting like music rights and some of that stuff with uh, a lot of her past music? The last public accounting in, uh, that was filed in March showed the estate had an income of $3.9 million during the previous 12-month period mm. um, and also had $900,000 in legal fees. Overall assets were pegged at $4.1 million, mostly cash and real estate holdings. Sure. The creative works that you ask about and the intellectual 
property mm-hmm. were apparently undervalued. So that might be another piece that the court looks at because uh, they put a nominal figure on it of just a dollar. What? Yeah. So so that's it's an unusual case. That is weird. I mean, but in my opinion, why why would you not have a legit will? <laughs> When you're that big of a star, yeah, you know, you've got a bunch of stuff going. I mean, you're seeing this more and more, especially with all these big celebrities and big yeah. musicians where they're just like, there's all these disputes with their families. Oh, yeah. <coughs> Whether it be Michael Jackson, Prince, mm-hmm. all these people that have died recently, yeah. all these disputes. It's like, no, once you become famous, like get that all yeah. figured out and then- as you get to be older, like just stop, keep updating that thing. Yeah. Just like updating your resume, even if you have the same job, keep that updated keep it current. for just in case. Yeah. yeah. So that's, man, that that's going to be tough because like you said, there's never been a formal typewritten mm-hmm. document. It's just napkins. Yeah. Napkins. One of them locked away, notarized. The other one stuffed in between the cushions of a couch. That's where I keep all my important documents. (laughs) But you always want to follow the person's wishes. Yeah. You always want to follow the person's wishes. And maybe she was watching TV one day and had some wishes, wrote them down on a piece of paper, shoved it in the, or set it aside, and then it ended up being in the couch cushions, just like the quarters and all that. Yeah. Which they need to search that that couch. There may be some. <laughs> there may be some more money. In a couple there. of Grammys or something like that. Oh uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, some other things to talk about. We were just watching TV uh, and seeing because you know the All Star Game and All Star Week is happening right now, uh, and this is the time where like reporters will well they'll ask all kinds of you silly. know silly <laughs> funny questions just to to really get things going in the interview. And one of the uh, Philadelphia Phillies players, what was it, Nick, uh, Nick Castellanos, yeah. uh, he, he's, uh, he's campaigning for something where he thinks that Scooby-Doo <laughs> should be considered a superhero. And honestly, I'm kind of on, on board with that. <laughs> you had sure, but you're not. I mean, because Scooby-Doo is not a superhero. How? Okay. He's an animated dog. He is an animated dog. He doesn't have any superpowers. No except superpower. for nope. the fact nope. that he is a Great Dane that talks. He doesn't really talk. That is a superpower in my opinion. No, I mean, he, he makes... My dog talks. My does, dog talks, does yeah. Your dog, does your dog really talk, though? Yeah, he does. He wakes what me does up. he say? He, he says, I need to go to the bathroom. Does he say, Rudy, I would like another room. <laughs> I, I would like another treat, please. No. I mean, some dogs will make some noises that you're like, oh, was that a word? But no. Scooby-Doo legitimately had a voice. Okay. They're in the, what is it, the mystery van, the mystery machine? The mystery machine. Yeah. yeah. And, and I mean, everyone knows. I mean, you got Shaggy in there, the mystery machine. There's something happening in that van. The There's a lot of psychedelic uh, cl- drugs or something. smoke yeah. possibly yeah. coming so out of that. the dog's that. not talking. The dog, there's no superpower. Come on, give me the, the, something mis- in the this, mystery this solution something thing, in the Batman. Snacks. So here's my other thought right. process is, you know, you, you say, okay, Scooby-Doo doesn't have superpowers, yeah. but he does solve crimes. I don't know about he that. He does catch uh, villains and bad guys. <laughs> He's no different than Batman. Well, see, and that that's where... Minus the money thing. Well, you mentioned Batman. Batman runs just like a firefighter, just like a first yeah. responder, just like EMTs and police. He Batman runs toward danger. 
every single scene of Scooby Doo, he's running the other way. But he they, ain't Shaggy. They're scared. Here's the thing. <laughs> Sometimes you can have two different processes and come to the same result. He's taking the long route. He's taking the long route. Okay. He may stumble into uh, a trap that then the yeah. villain gets stuck in that trap as well and happens to catch the villain. But in the end, yeah. he catches the villain just like Batman. <laughs> he has no superpowers. So I'm I'm on board with Nick Castellanos on this one. <sighs> he doesn't wear a cape, but... Uh, doesn't uh, what is it? Scrappy do oh, at one Doo point has does a the cape. puppy yeah. power? Oh yeah. <laughs> so Scrappy Doo is a he has a sidekick. Ah, uh, Scooby Doo. I think Velma's the real superhero. Of oh, absolutely. Yeah, the critical thinking, it's there. That yeah. Her, but her kryptonite is the fact that she's always losing her glasses. It's like, <laughs> come on, man, have a few backup pairs. <sighs> Teddy Roosevelt, when he was with the Rough Riders, yeah. he was he had like seven pairs Did of he glasses. Really? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. He he had his uniform on and yeah. he had he had glasses every, in every pocket because he was like, well, if I lose these glasses, I'm not going to be able to see. Uh, he was smart. Okay. Velma. Not so smart. Seemed smart except yeah. for the fact that she always lost her glasses and never understood why. Um, All the important issues right here. <laughs> absolutely. Some odds and ends, yeah. uh, some things that I found uh, is we need to watch out for, the government is actually warning us that uh -oh. we need to watch out for what they're calling earthworms on steroids. Oh, no. Oh, no. Hopefully you haven't had breakfast yet this morning, or maybe you already have. Mm. Um, but this one's kind of crazy and kind of gross. The okay. U.S. Department of Agriculture says that the invasive Asian jumping worm literally popping up in more American backyards, and they've oh. spotted them as close to Michigan as Wisconsin. Oh, no. Uh, this uh, Asian jumping worm is also known as the Alabama jumper <laughs> and the uh, Jersey wriggles, uh, oh. and they've described them as earthworms on steroids. Oh, no. Check this out. I'm not sure how big they are, but they can flip themselves more than a foot in the air. Oh, geez. Slither like snakes. And this is the bad part why the U.S. Department of Agriculture is really watching out for this, is they can poop out toxins that can kill crops. Oh, man. Don't. Do, I wouldn't Google Asian jumping I'm, worm I'm if I were right you. Now. you oh, yeah. Ugh. Yeah. And they found them in Wisconsin? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Are they... Now, you, <laughs> you are very proud of your compost pile. I am. And, and, I think it's really great. And you've told me on, on a couple of different occasions that the the worms in there, I mean, they devour whatever you put in there. Yeah, they're good worms. They're good red you regular can, worms. You can put compost material in there and it's composted in a matter of seconds. No, not that fast. But in, in, like in a short amount of time. In a short amount of time. There's a bunch of steam coming from that thing in the wintertime. And, and anytime somebody wants to go fishing, Johnny's always like, well, you come on over, get the regulars. Yeah. They're in my... They're I'm thinking moving. you're breeding superworms. No. Yeah. Yeah. No. If they're going through compost that quick, you might have the Asian jumping worm. I mean, they are talking to me like they're like, hey, <laughs> got any more of that? Got any more of that trash? Got a Scooby snack? <laughs> <laughs> hey, where are those food scraps at? Come on, man. Oh, they're man. like an Asian jumping they worm can gang. Jump a foot in the air. A foot in the air. Can hey, you what? imagine just walking in your backyard and just like. <laughs> Start jumping up. Yeah, that, that would freak me out. That's a movie right there is the, the invasion of the, um, yeah. So instead of like the movie Tremors, they're like, hey, yeah. jumping worms. Oh, man. 
I'm sure that I'm sure that movie exists. We're going to do some more research on this because I want to find out. They they must be. They're probably around here somewhere. I mean, if they're making their way as far as Wisconsin, uh, as close as Wisconsin, I would be afraid that they may make their way a uh, couple states over. And ugh. well, and what do you do? Yeah, they're just. That's the thing. Is U.S. Department of Agriculture is just warning and saying, "Hey, watch out for this because oh. this could this could be a problem." Okay, look at this. So, they've been present in the United States since the late 1800s, but have recently invaded uh, natural habitats in the Northeast and the Midwest. Mm. And the the how they got here, possibly through the horticultural trade or by anglers, aka fishermen, oh. using them as bait. So are they moving? Have they been moving them up? Yeah. Oh, geez. Yeah. Because, I mean, when you go fishing, I mean, worms, they, yeah. they, they are very good for catching fish. Right. And if the if the worm is on your hook and it's wriggling around like crazy, mm -hmm. fish, fish on. Good stuff. Yeah, and this one jumping a foot in the air, <laughs> that might be even better for fishing. I wonder if uh, they taste good. Ah, uh, they don't look good. <laughs> so I think I had a hard pass on that one. <sighs> well, thank Ugh. you for that. At what point does a worm become a snake? Does it have to change its its skin? Does yeah, it I don't know. Reptilian. I don't know. I mean, slithering like a snake. That's that means they're pretty pretty quick, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. Sorry. Ugh. All right. Sorry. Enough of that. Giving everybody the heebie-jeebies this morning. <laughs>